Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 49 Over the Edge and Mean Seasons. Hi, chums. This, well, I was going to say this podcast has been endorsed by Kevin Conroy, but that would be misleading. Misleading, yes. Yes, but uh, our good friend Tidro, mm-hmm. who. Uh, has been on the show as a guest. Also, you hear her voice every week at the beginning. She's our uh, announcer. Me, yes. Uh, gave me this wonderful gift where you can uh, get Kevin Conroy to send your friends a video greeting. Mm-hmm. And he did. And uh, in that video greeting, he mentions the Kids Love Batman podcast. Yep. So as far as I'm concerned, that's an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Hello, Probably. Al. I love Kids Love Batman podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he only had the name because then he's like, well, yeah, the show we made was very, uh, very appealing to kids mm-hmm. and also to grownups. Like, oh, mm, oh, no. sweetie, dude, <laughs> this is amazing. And I love it. And I love Tidro for doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's not what the show is. In fact, <laughs> this first episode we're about to cover is sort of the would you say the quintessential example? Uh, yeah. Of our mission statement. Yeah. Huh? Like. If. I think by this point, we've we've covered the fact that as a child, you were no longer watching the show. It wasn't no. available to you. But if you had, mm-hmm. what would you have made of this? This would have wrecked me. Yeah. And it, I guarantee it would have been like, I wouldn't have seen the end of it or something. Like, Oh, God. And then it would be like, did you know how, the, how Batman the Animated Series ends? Holy shit. Yeah. Presumably, he's carted off to jail. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mentioned wow. this in my notes. I fucking love me a last Batman story. Yeah, I I think that uh, device can be overused. Like I've read, and, and I don't just mean Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean like any sort of heroic character. I I I like that as well. But I've also seen some some crummy versions. Oh yeah, of it. but but when it's done right, mm-hmm. and this is definitely that. I mean, Dark Knight Returns should have been that, and then they kept making them. Yeah, it was for like twenty years. Yeah, I know, but you can't leave stuff alone, especially in comics. Hello, Frank. Mm-hmm. How would you like to come back and make a real shitty sequel to that great thing you did? Frank. All right. Well, I was working on this thing full of racist caricatures, but if you insist. I can put it aside and put some racist characters in this. Uh-huh. Also, Good. the drawing is going to be really, really ugly. I mean, I like the style of the original, but let's not pretend it was beautiful it wasn't beautiful but it had a good look to it it was sort of ugly by design i would say dark knight strikes again um boy yeah i know boy howdy i feel like we will be discussing this at length uh on the patreon episodes where we cover uh the dark knight returns adaptation oh yeah let's just put a pin in that for now Mm -hmm. uh but for for the moment now meanwhile let's uh yes uh why don't I tell you what happens in Over the Edge? And by the way, I'll be telling you this a second time. You told us the first time. I did. But uh, we covered this. Uh, this is the second of two episodes that we covered on our Star Trek show when we ran out of Star Trek mm. to do. So uh, the, for uh, those of you... Kind of the pilot episode for this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so for those of you who have heard us discuss this before, we may be repeating ourselves. I I made an effort, you probably did too, to like not hit exactly the yeah, same Yeah, I tried points, to but... check my... Uh... My old notes. I but, had a know. couple of identical notes, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed that, too, when we did uh, The Man Who Killed Batman. Mm. I I, uh, I was kind of doing this, not exactly at the last minute, but pretty damn close, so mm. I didn't have time to, to look that over. But uh, also barely checked in with the DC Wiki, which is probably for the best. I don't want them sullying this, thank you. Did you know that, shut up. <laughs> this, which is, no kidding, hands down, no qualifiers, my favorite episode of this entire series. Yeah, that's because so. it rules. All right, here we go. This is episode 98 in the running order of this series, so obviously we've fallen into a bit of a rut. Every conflict is something we've seen before. Every twist is something we can see from a mile off, and every story opens the same way. You know, with Batman and Robin being chased through Wayne Manor and into the Batcave by the Gotham City Police Department, who obviously now know who Batman really is and, led by Jim Gordon, are ready to bring his ass down. You know, that old trope. 
Gordon even has a clean shot at him, but loses it at the last second, not because of Batman's shrewdness, but because of an incredibly brave and selfless old Englishman who throws himself in the way. This fight may have knocked over that giant coin, diminishing its value, but this Pennyworth's worth is priceless. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate me for that one, too. <sighs> Batman and Robin escape in the Bat Boat, dodge further cops with the help of Dick on his Nightwing ski? His jet wing? I mean, that's a better portmanteau, but you kind of lose the fact that it's a jet ski. Nightwing ski it is. <laughs> anyway, he saves their asses, and then the three of them hole up in a cave someplace like the good soldiers they are. That was a Dark Knight Returns reference, by the way. Uh, and Batman catches Dick up on how we got here. Scarecrow, that's the new and improved extra terrifying Jeffrey Combs Scarecrow, not the amiable straw college professor, was up to his new and improved extra terrifying tricks. You know, harassing the mayor. <laughs> which is what he did the last time we saw him, come to think of it. Honestly, does hating Hamilton Hill really make you a bad guy? Not in my book. Wailing on Batgirl with your scarecrow stick until she plummets off a high building and crashes into a cop car containing her own father and then she dies? Okay, that kind of makes him a bad guy. With her dying breath, Babs reveals her secret identity to her dad, and old Jim, rightfully I think you'll agree, goes absolutely over the... He goes absolutely batch... Um... He gets really mad and decides to take Batman down, which is where we came in. Unfortunately for Jim, the district attorney isn't happy about this newly revealed connection between him and his daughter and the illegal vigilante that he's now suddenly opposed to. So before Jim gets the sack, he goes on one last job, hiring Bane to catch Batman, because nothing could possibly backfire with this plan. Then the plan backfires, and Jim and Batman end up tumbling off their own tall building, presumably toward a car being driven by the actually-alive-after-all Thomas and Martha Wayne, but definitely to their certain deaths. And that's when Barbara wakes up. Turns out the Scarecrow hit her with some of the old fear juice back when he was trying to pants the mayor, and Babs has been playing out her worst fear this whole time. And look, there are a lot of damaged, fucked-up, just twisted people on this show, but I think... Falling off a building and then disappointing your dad are two pretty normal things to be scared of, especially if you spend a lot of time on tall buildings and you're hiding big and important things from your dad. So she decides to deal with it. She asks him to set aside some time one evening, makes him a fancy dinner, and starts to come out to him. And she gets about three words out of her mouth to her incredibly kind and loving and compassionate father, the only good cop in Co Gotham, and possibly the only good cop in the entire DC multiverse, and then he looks her in the eye and says, well, duh, I'm not a fucking idiot, Barbara. <sighs> Christ. This, this episode rules. Yes, it does. It is. And, and I don't want to I don't want to retread this particular thing because this is mostly my argument for mm -hmm. this. And we talked about it last time. But this is the it was all a dream episode. But I don't feel cheated. Yeah, it's like it shouldn't work. Yeah. At all. And yeah. it's so good. It's, it's like, because we covered so much Star Trek and because Star Trek really got it in their craw that they could do, like, crazy one-off episodes oh, where everything's different. It. And it wasn't always dreams. It was usually alternate realities or someone, you know, some psychic character seeing something that's not there. Or, Characters you know, some made out of slime friends. from the slime planet. Oh, right. That whole episode where the Voyager crew wasn't the actual Voyager crew. Mm -hmm. I Like, they the really Incredible loved... melting Carrie Kim. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine. I, much in the way I watch Chekhov get shot over and over mm -hmm. again, I could watch Harry Kim melt forever. Like a just a Harry Kim candle, just like boop. Oh no. Uh Miss oh. Miss <laughs> But because of that, because I just was worn down so much by that tired old trope of we have a sci fi slash fantasy type show that can give you a whole different reality that never actually happened, mm -hmm. I always like I always felt like, ugh, don't don't show me this. If it doesn't actually happen, if it doesn't matter, I don't want to see it. But this this made me realize, oh, this works. Yeah. Well, one, it can still work as a good story. Two, you're right, it does matter because mm -hmm. it does have an effect on now. Yeah. And we learn something about our characters. Mm -hmm. It's not just a like a, a wacky what if story, which also would be fine. Yeah. But that's not what this is. I mean, it is, but it's also like. We learned Barbara's really messed up about this. We also learned Jim's not an idiot. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm not going to get into this too much because I checked, and it was my good thing last time. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I love the I love that he knows, you know? Yes, of course he does. He's fucking Jim Gordon. He's like, I I, I know. Yeah. Um, who, who, who could you be, miss? Mm. 
who's this bat girl that shows up whenever Barbara's not around? And has Barbara's haircut and sounds exactly like her. And yes, this was your good thing last time. Mm -hmm. And also your quote, and I don't care. I'm using it again. All right. Here here it is. This is this is how Jim reacts. Dad, have a seat. Uh oh. This is important. It won't be easy for you to hear, but it's about a job I took on recently. Barbara, please. Sweetheart, you're capable of making your own decisions. You don't need me to approve or even acknowledge them. And in this case, I can't. All you need to know is I love you. All of you. Mm -hmm. And that is all I have to say on the subject. I would work to, you know, come up with a different quote, but that's just such a, that's one of the defining moments of the series to so me. So good. I also, um, go ahead. I love how much Jim is in this one too. Like, yeah, we, we don't get a whole lot of him in the show. Like he shows up in every episode, but we don't, I don't remember there being a Jim Gordon episode. And this one really is. I think there've been one or two, but this is, I mean, this is about that relationship. This yeah. is about like what, how, if he lost Barbara, what would happen, what she thinks would happen. And it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like is this all seems plausible to us, the audience. Yeah. It seems like he is very close to her. He would lose his shit if he lost her. Mm. But then when we find out, wait, no, he already knows and he's okay with it. It's like the show says, this is a believable gym, but guess what? Ours is better. Yeah. And that's my good thing. It's just like, it's not just that we learn something about Jim. It's that we learn that Barbara's image of him isn't giving him enough credit. Yeah. He's better than that. Well, I mean, I can definitely see, you know, like, it, the whole episode is the worst case scenario that you could possibly imagine. And, like, of course. God knows we've all been in that space before. Yeah, it's a nightmare, only it feels real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. It's like, well, if I tell him he's going to go nuts and try to kill Batman with all the force of the GCPD, and then he'll get Bane out of jail, it's like, well, Babs, mm-hmm. no, that probably won't happen, but... Uh, but it I mean, could like, again when you're watching it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you might not forget that it's a you know that pr- it's probably gonna not have happened. But but you're into it. Like you, it all seems plausible. Mm-hmm. But again, then when we find out, no, of course it isn't. Not only is he smart enough to know, but he wouldn't react like that. Yeah, it's a great like it's a great way to say Barbara again. Barbara doesn't give him enough credit. Mm-hmm. He knows. He loves you. He approves as much as he's capable of approving yep. without <laughs> risking his career. I also love that he instantly knows what she's talking about. Just like, okay, well. Yeah. I kind of assumed this might be coming someday because we are pretty close. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. Please. No, honey. Yeah. It's very good. Yep. Uh, what's your good thing this time? Uh, so... I don't even know where to start. Um, so, like I said, I went for the more the character-based stuff last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time I went with, I got to see a kick-ass fight with Bane at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was good to watch. I don't like Bane's new spiked collar, but other than that... Um, yeah, a bit more of a bondage vibe than last time. Eh. I guess he's Just got like, the zipper mask, too, which, all right. Yeah, it's, it's like 20% more bondage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever. But um, I love, uh, he smashes a wall and Batman whips his cape off to collect some rubble in it and so he can beat him with it. Mm-hmm. And then electrocutes him in the shattered bat signal because of symbolism. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. Fucking and rules. <laughs> the thing is, like, I have now been occasionally sold on the idea of Bane being a good character. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in his uh, other appearance. Yeah. But... At this stage, when this aired in the late 90s, mm-hmm. I was aware of him being in a bunch of Batman comics I had no interest in reading. And it's like, ugh, Bane. Yeah, man, Bane's sweet fever sweep the nation. I just, it it was that whole, you know, we've talked about this. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of 90s comics. And the whole, like, like g- big giant torsos and tiny, mm-hmm. tiny feet. And everyone's got to kill the original characters you were connected or, you yep. know, like attached to or or break their backs or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh, whatever. And uh, they they managed to make him, and we talked about this, you know, like I said, when he appeared last time. But yeah. here, 
I was like, really? This is the the end boss of the mm-hmm. of the nightmare scenario, Bane. Yep. But it but it worked. Well, it's it's great for like you know because Gordon's not gonna hire like the Joker. No, this guy is a professional like hired assassin. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what he does. Yeah. And presumably you can trust him. It makes a lot of sense. Of like, all right, well, if I let you go, yeah. He doesn't prob- even say that. Yeah. He says he says they haven't fired me yet. I can probably reduce your sentence. Yeah. Like he he gives him realistic expectations. He doesn't like and I think that's important to the character of Jim. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say I'll let you out of jail because no, he couldn't do that. He doesn't yeah. have that power. But he says I'll do what I can to help. And mm-hmm. that that just that feels very like even even as desperate as he is. Yeah. He's still very grounded, you know. I like that. Uh listen, Bane is Actually, a good guy who helped us apprehend uh, the evil Batman who killed my daughter. How did he do that? He was in jail. Um, Ah. Well. (laughs) You ever heard of a suicide squad? (laughs) It's kind of like that, but I got one guy. Um, What I liked was uh, there's a a moment where he's confronting Batman and uh, he calls him a child killer. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, he's, like, taking the high ground. He's like, look, I'm a monstrous drug addict and yeah. a hired killer, but uh, I have not killed any children here. List of children I've killed, zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barbara's, like, 25, but whatever. Sure. I get what he's going for. Also, I know he... about Jason Todd. He's not in this I mean, universe. Or is he? Apparently he is. Uh-huh. Also, those fucking owls are, are in it now. <laughs> you love those owls. You wrote a song about them. I did. The song's called Owls Ain't Shit, mm-hmm. in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh, I also like, and again, mm-hmm. I will sing this kid's praises always, Tim. Yep. Like, Tim is only in this a little bit, but like all of his reaction, like we're, he's only been in what, 10 episodes yep. maybe? If that. And I'm so invested in his reactions and the way this affects him. And like, there's a moment where the cops have Batman and he's put, like, he doesn't make it look like he's going to escape. Like, mm-hmm. he might actually surrender, it looks like. Like, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. next. And then Tim hurls a batarang at one of their guns and springs him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wonder. Like, this kid's still got his sort of anti-cop streak in him yep. from when he was living on the streets. And also, he was to save his friend Batman. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wonder what would have happened if he hadn't done that, you know? Yeah. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's uh, also there's also a bit oh, with ahead. him that I really like, uh, where they they escape they finally escape from the GCPD they hop in the bat boat and sort of get away and he goes mm-hmm. from like that was awesome did you see how awesome that was to oh right this is bad actually I feel this terrible. is our lives now uh-huh. this is this is like the way I used to live only a thousand times worse mm-hmm. this is not fun anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of that plays out in his face. Too. Yeah. Like, there's some excellent animation. Like, the voice actor is great, mm-hmm. but but a lot of that just plays out visually. And also, and again, I don't know if this counts because it didn't happen, mm-hmm. but I like to think he really likes Dick. Oh, yeah. Dick Grayson, not penis. <laughs> just just to be thanks clear. For clar- thanks it, for clarifying. Well, I when you say someone likes Dick, that's uh-huh. the first thing people think because they're filthy. No, I just I get the impression that because he doesn't have the baggage that that uh, that Bruce and Nightwing mm-hmm. have, and I think he kind of looks up to him as the first Robin. Well, that's a real easy thing, and I'd like to see an episode like that. Yeah, I, I don't know if we get one or not because we're coming near the end already. But, but like, Dick's a real easy guy to look up to because he's like Batman but friendlier. Yeah, you know, like I mean, he, this... he's the guy he's the guy you can hang out and play video games with. I mean, this version is you know kind of sucks on yeah. purpose but like he's I I there again a lot of this just played out in the animation mm-hmm. but when when he comes in and rescues them Tim looks like excited like yeah there's my older brother like mm-hmm. this is like you know we're gonna get out of here <laughs> and it's, it's just I like I wanted to see more of that and yeah we might get that I don't remember I yeah I would love to see that but uh yeah I'm not hopeful no no no, no. how's it going everybody I rode my jet ski here from Bloodhaven uh, that's my jet ski. We we don't really have a cave to put it back in now, but uh, that doesn't belong to you. I painted blue stuff on it. It's mine now. Uh, Can't really argue with that, I suppose. Also, you didn't paint. You didn't lift a, a finger. You had Alfred paint it. 
I can definitely see uh, Dick in his apartment that Bruce is paying for with his mm-hmm. stuff that Bruce is also still paying for. Oh, yeah. Painting blue shit on the jet ski that Bruce also paid for with the paint that Bruce paid for and go and going, now it's a Nightwing jet ski. But not doing it himself. Again, having Alfred do it because you know, well, I don't get my hands dirty. No, this is how he shows he's a grown-up. Oh, okay. See, he takes uh, takes Tim under his wing one day. See, Tim, my boy, that's how you know. When you paint your own jet ski, you're ready to fly on your own. And then Alfred goes, well, you really made a mess of this. Painting's hard. <laughs> you ever try to dig a hole? <laughs> Next time, sir, I would, uh, I would advise using a brush instead of your fingers. <laughs> Don't no, tell it. me how to Nightwing. <laughs> That's not even a thing. So, sorry, sorry, I lost my cool. That's why if you look at his gloves, only t- only two of the fingers are blue. <laughs> but the entire model home is. <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> You'll have to excuse me, Alfred. I just blew myself. <laughs> I suppose you did. You are, you are, after all, an acrobat. <laughs> See, now that was meant to be filthy. Just, just so you know. I want, I want my intent to be clear. I can um, put my dick in my mouth no matter what. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned this in my summary, but Alfred only has, you know, 30 seconds of this episode, but god mm. damn it. Oh, it that's so good. Just like, ju- literally, I mean, he, I think he tackles the cop, yep. but like, he basically jumps in front of a bullet. Yep. And awesome. So good. And, uh, I love that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets arrested. Thing? Jesus. Yeah, he does. What was your bad thing? Uh, so, we talked about this a little before the episode, but we'll get into it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, the GCPD are goddamn relentless in this episode. Like, where is this type of hustle when the Joker is in town, guys? Yeesh. Well, uh, it's it's a dream. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. I, 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 I thought about this afterwards, and it's like, I actually really like that this is what Barbara thinks the, the police force is like. Yeah, because she idolizes her dad. Mm-hmm. She thinks the cops are a, a force for good, and... If her dad got behind them, they would do whatever he said. Yeah, they'd roll out Which, cop tanks. and that, that might be true, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, in in the real world, like, uh, and, you know, this gets ugly and bad and twisted, but mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, when someone kills a cop, they go nuts. Oh, yeah. And they will come, you know, come at you ten times the way they should. And again, I don't want to get into the real world implications of that. Like, in, mm-hmm. in a story... When a cop kills, or when someone kills another cop, all the the whole force just like gets together to to avenge them, and I feel like that's kind of what is happening here. Well, and also I could definitely see like Babs just being around the uh, the police station since she was like little, you know. Well, that's what I mean. She's part of the family. It's just like, ah, she's the one who grew up here, right? And also, the old man is sad now, and he is very sad now, and he keeps yelling at us. Yeah, and uh, I love. And again, I think this is more Barbara's version of him mm-hmm. because everything, you know, everything is, is through her like subconscious. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not real, but it still feels real. But the idea that Bullock being allowed to go after Batman, mm-hmm. like he's not happy about it. He's still pissed off. Like he's not. Yeah. Because that would make him a monster and they, they stay on the right side of that line. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a measure of it's about fucking time. We're going to get that freak. It's about goddamn time. I love I love that bit when, uh, like, right after uh, Batman shows up to be all like, oh, my God, what happened? Mm-hmm. And uh, Bullock's just like, do not move. Yeah, pulls the gun on him and, like, like, nope, take off the mask, take off the belt. I know you got a hidden thing in your boot. Take that out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you shooting any fucking tongue grapples. <laughs> just nothing. How do you know about my tongue grapple? Well, I saw you use it once. <laughs> I've been around. You think I don't see. I see. I see everything. Every time you see me bumbling around and dropping donuts, what I'm really doing is spying on you. It's all an act. Definitely. Every every time, as far mm-hmm. as you knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bad thing yes. is, I and I am reusing my bad thing from last time because I still hate this. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Been- it's also my bad thing from a previous episode of this show, mm-hmm. that that Johnny Cochran character's back. And, Paul Dini apparently thought that was hilarious. I mean, America thought that was hilarious. Ugh, it's it's bad. 
it wasn't at the time. It definitely hasn't aged well. The thing is, we get this great, and I, I didn't mention this, we mm-hmm. get this great uh, sequence where a bunch of people from Arkham, realizing that Batman is billionaire Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. are like, oh, now we can sue him for traumatizing yeah. us, which is, is cute and is a little funny. And Harley in particular, her mm-hmm. crocodile tears when she's trying to play up the... Oh, I'm being chased in my dreams by a mysterious figure. What could it mean? Oh, and it's such a f- obviously put on. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. I love it. Oh. We also get in that scene uh, the new Riddler design for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. I like it okay. Oh, my God. I hate it so. He's got the best design. Here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The Riddler sucks. True. So, I mean, I know you like him. I know there are probably good stories with him, mm-hmm. but Frank Gorshin notwithstanding, the Riddler sucks. But like like So I don't I don't I'm not that invested in his costume. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. They're kind of going for the for the 66 thing cuz he's mm-hmm. wearing the sort of the green onesie now, but it's not covered in question. No, marks. It's, just it's just one just... question mark. It's like, uh, Yeah. You and didn't even try. Hat. Yeah. It just doesn't bother me. The new Mad Hatter looks pretty good. Yeah, I like the new Mad Hatter. They re- they leaned into his like gross creepness. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like. Ugh. Also, he's older. He's got mm-hmm. like white hair now, which is you know. There, there, nice there, there, Harley, my love. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, I'm not your love. Get your hands off me, Jervis. No, I I'm being support <coughs> supportive. Oh. Very good. Uh, oh, and you had a, a great uh, Kids Love Batman moment. Oh, yeah. So, my Kids Love Batman for this episode is Barbara's body hitting Jim's cop car like a sack of potatoes. Fuck. Yeah, between it, the way it's edited and mm-hmm. the sound design in particular, because you hear glass and metal, but I'm pretty sure you hear a little bone crunch in there. Oh, yeah. She hits like, oh, my God, just Bam. Mm-hmm. And then she dies. And then she dies. <laughs> like, yes, okay, it ends up not happening, mm-hmm. but kids still watch it happen. Like, a child watching that is going to have a hard time understanding that, oh, but it never happened, mm-hmm. so don't worry, subconscious, we won't have nightmares about it, because it didn't matter. No, oh, yeah, that's you still how kids watched think. It. Yeah. No, you still saw the images. They're still going to plague just, you forever. Oh. Yeah. I still, so, bam, fuck me. Yeah, and you knew it was coming. You've seen this one. You, when we covered it the first time, you had seen it before. Yep, like, it, you've seen it a bunch of times, just like I have. Mm-hmm. And still, every time, it's, it's like it ooh. makes me wince. It's brutal. <laughs> yep, and I don't know how they got away with it. I know. I, like you really can't just like it's a dream. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, that is how they got away with it. But I don't know how they got away with show like as much as they showed. Mm-hmm. Like. The, the way it's, like I said, the way it's edited, the way you see the fall, the way you feel the impact. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Oh, so good. There's there's a bit a little later on where, like, uh, the cops basically arrest Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like that in the action scene in his apartment. It looks like they shot the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And then later we cut to him being arrested like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, if you, you know, you have to do stuff like that. They parachute it out. Sure. I just, yeah. I'm watching and I'm all like, this would have been so much better if they just cut away and we don't see him again. Yeah, I think, I think like showing him being killed would be sort of too far. You're getting into visionaries, director Zack Snyder territory. There. I mean, true. Also, I guarantee this cartoon, no matter like, no matter what they're allowed to show, could not show cops executing this guy. No, but what I'm what but what I'm saying is your initial uh, impulse mm-hmm. I think is the, the way to go. You cut away, just like with Alfred. Yeah, you don't you don't have the line later where you say he's in jail. Yeah, you just leave it. Yeah, and if you want to imagine, well, jumping in front of that gun, mm-hmm. this old man, if if that if he didn't get shot or fall down the giant chasm they're standing near, he might have just had a goddamn heart attack because he's old. My bones are very brittle, Master Bruce. I know. And- Shut up. Also, this is very stressful for everyone, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's very old. And the idea of losing the last, like, bit of family he has, mm-hmm. you know, like, that would all just crush him. Ugh. And, you know, if you really wanted to twist it, you could say, like, you could imply something happened to Tim also. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, but Tim it, sort of gets you know. left, which is in its own way very sad. Yeah, because he's got nowhere. Like, I didn't even think about that. He's got he's got no home. Yeah, Batman's just like, I go turn yourself in. I can't. I don't love you anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, the the mansion's gone. So where where's he gonna go? What'll I do, Batman? I don't care anymore. Is he gonna go with a go go live with a foster family? I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. Back to like the streets, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't have his dad's apartment to to squat in anymore because it's been a while. Yeah. They've they've definitely taken that. Ugh. So yeah, poor but Tim. Again, this is all in uh, Barbara's mind. Yeah. So Tim will turn out just fine. Just what? fine. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, I think that's everything. The end credits uh, list uh, list Jervis Tetch as the mad hater, which I love. That dude, Yo, that dude's a mad hater. He just hates so much. <laughs> well, mad hater's going to mad hate, I guess. I hate Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready to tell us about Mean Seasons, an episode which we did not know by title, and then we watched it, and we're like, Huh, that Wait, one existed? What's this? Huh. I mean, I liked it okay. I'm not saying that. I just, like, it. it is not, it's not like every other one I don't recognize immediately. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. And I still wasn't, I still didn't do that. Anyway. All right. So the annual Gotham fashion show is interrupted by the arrival of Calendar Girl, the newest addition to Batman's rogues gallery, who distinguishes herself by making a lot of day-based puns. Uh, throwing a bunch of Easter eggs around and wrapping people up in traditional Easter towels, also known as the Shroud of Turin. Just as a cadre of Chippendales dancers as henchmen, which beats all hell out of a couple of goons in sweaters with Days of the Week written on them. Anyway, Calendar Girl kidnaps Donna Day, the fashion designer, and leaves a single clue, an old calendar page. Harvey Bullock studies it later. I don't get it, he says. What's cow tools supposed to mean? <laughs> Very good. Later, Bruce and Alfred arrive at the Gotham Auto Show, and Bruce instantly realizes something is up. Did we hire Chippendales dancers for this thing, Alfred? No, sir, Alfred replies. I believe we went with a DuckTales theme this year. (laughs) Sensing something amiss, Bruce changes into Batman and arrives just in time for her calendar girl to arrive, this time shooting fireworks and wrapping people in American flags. Man, uh, calendar girl sure likes wrapping people in stuff. It's a real shame there's not a... Holiday based around, you know, wrapping things. Oh, well. This time, Calendar Girl escapes with Barkley James, the head of Gotham Auto, while Batman is distracted by the neighborhood dogs going nuts due to all the fireworks. Those are supposed to be turned off at nine, goddammit! Back at the Batcave, Batgirl does some Oracle shit and deduces that Calendar Girl might be Paige Monroe, a model who worked for Donna Day and Barkley James up until she was fired for being too old. Hmm, says Batman. That does sound like a supervillain origin. Batman and Batgirl go to interrogate Paige's old agent, and the less said about this scene, the better. Uh, He does tell them that Paige also worked for the GWB-TV network, so the other dynamic duo head out again. Hopefully after hitting Paige's agent. A lot. Sure enough, Calendar Girl is at the GWB unveiling of their new shows. I have no idea what the DC animated version of the WB is playing in the universe where all their superheroes exist. Maybe they just doubled down on Archie-based entertainment. Anyway, Calendar Girl arrives dressed for Halloween, and she blows leaves at people. Then she kidnaps the head of the GWB and six robotic T-Rex on Batman and Batgirl. Luckily, Batman is able to distract the T-Rex by making it step on a tiny cabin and a woman while philosophizing <coughs> about computer programming, so that all works out. <sighs> Batman and Batgirl trace Paige back to the, her old nightclub, where she's getting ready to kill the three CEOs, or whatever they are. This time with a, th- with a scythe, which isn't really date-related, but she looks cool as hell, so whatever. Everybody fights for a while, and Calendar Girl is about to go old, full old Bill Door on Batman when she gets distracted by a picture of herself that's on fire. It's uh, not as good as the very similar baby doll reveal from that episode. Anyway, then she's easily arrested. Later, Bullock takes her mask off, revealing that she's actually very pretty. It turns out that the real villain was the unrealistic standards that we place on women. Thanks, Batman. <laughs> You had some excellent deep cut references in here that I'm pretty sure were all just for me, and I appreciate that. I love a good cow tools joke. Between cow tools and then dinosaur comics and then old Bill Door, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I know all of these. <laughs> None of this is from, I don't know, Mass Effect or whatever. <laughs> you know, that other shit you like. 
I don't know. I, I could name a bunch of shit you're into that I'm not. Just You could do the same for me, I'm sure. That's true. Um, I like... Okay, we talked about this before mm-hmm. we started. I like where this episode is coming from. I like the concept. It's a very good idea mm-hmm. that they do some good stuff with, but I think it kind of mostly doesn't work. It's almost there. Yeah, it's real close, and it's got some, some stuff to say. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the actual character stuff is rushed a bit. I think the more I think about it, it's like maybe we don't spend enough time with Paige to really get inside her head. It's all sort of like everyone discovering what her problem is from the outside. It's very much like what is her what is her mystery? And yeah. her mystery's not as hard to figure out as they seem to think it is. Yeah. Like from the the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh she's she's normal under that mask. She's like uh like Doctor Doom used to be. Uh-huh. There was this I'm, I this is not something you will hear me say mm-hmm. maybe ever again in the course of this podcast. Uh, there is a similar concept to this that was pulled off more effectively in G.I. Joe. Really? There was a lady who was like a an aging model, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, and she had a crazy sci-fi machine that could like suck out people's youth or some bullshit. Sure. So she was kidnapping like... Um, uh, you know, young, pretty models mm-hmm. and, and actresses and such, and, like, draining them of their youth so she could stay young. And it's, it's you know, basically the same idea, sure. but, like, with a with an extra implausible sci-fi thing attached to it. But, I don't know. I, th- I thought that character was done a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot to like about this. Like, yeah. I, I like... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say... I like that it's this campy, corny idea on the surface. Like, oh yeah, she's such a '60s bat- bat- Batman villain. So the music at the beginning was almost the Riddler theme from Batman '66. Yeah, like, it was full on, obviously, a, a, you know, an homage to that. Like the holiday theme stuff, which usually, as you pointed out, wraps people up or explodes. Mm-hmm. Her extra bad puns, like they all make puns. We point that out every time. But these were these were bad mm-hmm. and so bad. I enjoyed them. And they still managed to bring that extra layer of tragedy and sympathy in. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that they got the mix quite right. Yeah, but I, I can see that. I, I admire their, like, uh, the ambition there. Mm-hmm. The this is, a, this is a wacky episode, but also this is the animated series. So our, our hero, you know, our, our villain has a, like, a, a tragic twist. Yeah. I, but, you know. I mean, my good thing for this episode, I fucking love Calendar Girl. Mm-hmm. Um... I Is have she never another s- original creation for this. She must this be because I've never seen or heard of her, and I've heard of everybody at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's obviously a riff on Calendar Man. Yeah, uh, a real shitty uh, uh, villain. Yeah, Mister Monday. Yep. But like, God, I love her. She's got such a simple costume design, mm-hmm. but it works so well. Yeah, she's like, basically just wearing all black, mm-hmm. and then she has this sort of white china mask. Yeah. That is it. But, like, I love that she rotates out, like, colors based on, like, the season. Mm-hmm. So, like, she starts with, like, summer, and it's all green, uh, like, green. And by the end, she's, like, in winter, and it's black. Mm-hmm. And she looks awesome. Yeah, no, it's very good. And she's she's a fashion model, so mm-hmm. it tracks that she has a good fashion sense, and she can put together, like, an elegant but simple outfit. Yeah. So it's kind of in character, even. And I mean, like, I was thinking about this while you were talking talking about it. I like that she goes from campy to, like, serious, like, as her sort of year goes on. I like that, but I also, like, scratch the surface of a camp villain and you got something serious. I yeah. like that, too. Like, by the end, when she's just trying to kill people with a scythe, mm-hmm. she looks fucking awesome. Now, see, I thought that you you were correct to point out that doesn't seem like it's from a holiday. She did say it was Mexican Day of the Dead, but points to the show mm-hmm. she wasn't doing any like white lady cultural appropriation where she was pulled out some full-on mexican stuff yeah and you know like pretending to be mexican because yeah no, no thank you instead she just gave a shout out to hey a holiday exists where we celebrate dead people mm-hmm. and you're about to be them <laughs> good enough let me get out my christmas scythe <laughs> i mean if you're reading hogfather uh-huh that's true yeah uh, you, you point out that you like uh, her voice actor. Oh, I do, uh, yeah. Calendar Girl is played by Emmy-winning actor Sayla Ward, mm-hmm. who's been in tons and tons of TV shows and movies, none of which I have ever actually seen. Yeah, no, I looked it up, and it's like, I have never heard of, 
I mean, I've heard of a bunch of these, but I've never seen no, any of them. She's been she's been the star of several long running series, mm-hmm. and she's appeared in some pretty like good like she's been in some garbage too, like everybody else. But yeah. she's been in some very successful stuff. And again, she's she's gotten recognition, she's gotten awards. So mm-hmm. like they got somebody, you know, a pretty accomplished person to to do this, and and she was great. Yeah, it's good. Um. Let's talk about your bad thing, because there's a whole conversation here. Yeah, so, um, hey, I could have done without the guy clearly about to sexually assault the girl uh, before Batman shows up. So this is Paige's uh, former agent. Yeah, and- And they're um, clearly doing a casting couch situation. It's, it's, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's very, like, about to go somewhere really unpleasant when Batman and Batgirl show up. Mm-hmm. And um, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And also, um, if you're including this, I need Batman to hit that guy a whole lot more, like a lot the, more. The thing is, of course, it's gross. Yes, it was disgusting mm-hmm. and it was hard to watch. But this is what I'm talking about when I say this episode's pretty ambitious. It had a lot to say, and oh god, we are not the best qualified people to say well i thought it was pretty feminist like mm-hmm. dude i'm i'm doing my best here yeah. but like take this with the grain of salt that i understand like if some women spoke up and said hey you're wrong mm-hmm. i would i would shut up and listen but but it it occurs to me it seems to me and actually one of the writers of this episode was a woman so i feel like at least it's coming from there sure um they were trying to say some things about the way women are treated in these industries mm-hmm. in um, like, uh, not just, uh, modeling, but also acting. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole thing was she turned 30 and they ditched her. Yeah. But <clears throat> beyond that, when she was in her eyes, in their eyes, young and pretty, this is the kind of shit she had to deal with. Yeah. Like, there's no winning for her. It would have sucked before and it sucks now. And I kind of like them stepping outside the box and doing something a little unpleasant mm. to say, hey, Hey kids, feminism. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's a good start. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from, but also, ugh. Yeah, no, I really I'm, don't I'm, care for this. I'm with you, but there was some good. Like it came, like I said, it came from a good place. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to say some things that, and again, I think a lot of this could have done with another draft or something. Like, yeah, it wasn't quite there, but I I really admire them trying to have a conversation about things that aren't just something bad happened to me and now I'm going to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's something a little deeper happening there. And I like that. Yeah. Now I can see, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, again, unpleasant to watch. I it get it. Sure was. Yeah. Ugh. But also that character sucked like the, the agent mm-hmm. and like, even when they're just talking to him, everything he says. Oh is yeah. Like, Ugh, gross. And I, I don't know. I can, again, I like that. Um, you know, I like to hate it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, then Batman should punch him some more. <laughs> there's also a bit where uh, uh, they're at the cave looking over the clues, and he says, she's a pretty girl. And uh, Batgirl says, she was your age. She was a woman, mm-hmm. Bat boy. <laughs> that was very good. And that was the best, like, I've heard the girl-woman thing called out before, mm-hmm. but that was the best way to illustrate it to people who don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like... You're the same age, so if she's a girl, you're a boy, right? Yeah. Like it's I like that might have gotten through to someone, is what I'm saying. Uh, oh yeah, maybe don't call a 30 year old person the same thing you would call a child. Maybe, I would see Batman just like I really gotta think, rethink how I do this. I gotta get more woke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't say woke either. That that sounds real bad. Yeah, please. <laughs> like I I but I feel again I feel like the episode was trying to. To you know, oh yeah, do something there. They did do a fucking at the beginning. They did a ha ha. This dude's wife is old and fat joke that I could have done without. Yeah, but I think that, that was, was almost my bad thing. And then I think, think that was trying to 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 be that too, though. I think it was trying to say, huh, boy, people people in this whole world kind of suck, huh? Uh-huh. Eh, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like I like that, but again, maybe they could have pushed that a little further. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it didn't quite. Well, it's work like me. you say. It's almost there, you know. Yeah. No, and I love the again. I love the contrast between her really stupid. I mean, would you say on the surface she's the stupidest 
villain just just on the surface on the surface sure like i mean unless you want to get like condiment king or that's what i was gonna say condiment king doesn't really count this but like he wasn't doing that on his own with his own free will Mm -hmm. but this this was her choice yeah what if i was calendar based that way she really likes that song yeah well they couldn't get the rights to it i guess no but somehow deadpool could for its fucking sequence well i mean deadpool at least once like Ryan Reynolds himself just said, I will forego money or pay out of pocket or whatever so that I can feature this thing that I want. Yep. Ah. I believe it was his uh, B. Arthur t-shirt, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Ryan Reynolds is great, actually. Yeah, he seems like it. I hope he's not a monster. I I hope so, too. Um, Plus, he's from my hometown. Well, all right. I knew he was Canadian. I didn't realize he was that close. Yeah, local boy. Uh, He's from Vancouver. Oh, nice. Um, Oh, that's right, because his Twitter name is like Van City Reynolds or something like that. Um, speaking of this, uh, speaking of satire, mm-hmm. the reel of TV shows for fall. Oh, <sighs> such an on point, like, this is a slice of mid to late nineties mm-hmm. garbage television. Like there's a show called model students. Yep. Which uh, is my my quote, quote is from model yeah. students actually. Let's, so let's hear that then. Model Students, a hard-hitting drama about three young women dealing with the pressures of modeling school. Don't cry, Dana. So you weren't picked for the swimsuit issue. It's who you are inside that counts. I love you guys. So good. I love it so much. And I was reading on uh, on uh, on um, the DC Wiki. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, these were shots fired at what was on uh, the WB at the time. Yeah, that, it feels like it. Because it's trash. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I probably, not back then, but now, probably would watch Model Students because <laughs> I like trash. Uh-huh. And then, the th- like, I'm going to skip the second one for a minute. We'll come back to it. Yeah. But the third show in the in the run is basically the first show, but on the beach. Yep. Which is another good, like, it's two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're, you're taking a dig at, like, Melrose Place or whatever. And then you're saying, you're taking a dig at Baywatch, but mm-hmm. you're also saying, but also all these shows are exactly the same. Like, yep. there's a lot going on there. <laughs> And then the second one feels like feels like Dwayne McDuffie wrote it. It sure did. Because it's that very sort of condescending white people throwing a black character out there to, to appease the masses, yeah. but it's so clueless. It's, it's called Teen Cop, and yeah. it's this, this city. I don't know what, what the codes, words they use. is like he's urban or something, Ugh. but he's, he's a black kid. Yeah. And, he's, and they play the sort of pseudo hip-hop, like safe-for-TV mm-hmm. hip-hop music. He's like, yo, you're under arrest. Then he fist bumps the cop and says, don't do drugs. Oh, God, it's the best. Uh Uh-huh. I would watch a whole episode of just these garbage parodies. They're perfect. They're just so perfect. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Probably the best part of the episode. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So my bad thing, though. Yes. So, okay. Let's be clear. I know, obviously, you are here for Batman fighting a dinosaur. Yep, it was awesome. I am as well. Like, there was a time I wouldn't be, but I, I'm, I'm beyond that now. It is a wonderful visual, and it plays out exactly the way you'd want it to. Like, it's it's not like a cheat. It's not like, and then the dinosaur falls over immediately. Like, mm-hmm. no, they they take a couple of beats, and you really get to live in Batman and Batgirl fighting a goddamn yeah, it's dinosaur. Yeah, it's a good little action sequence. It's, it's a fun third act thing. Mm-hmm. But it is not on brand at all. Like, she was hitting him with holiday things. Like, there is no dinosaur day. I see. I thought about this. And I was like, well, I mean, dinosaurs are old. I I'm sure that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. One, she's on a she's on a, a studio backlot, and Jurassic Park was a relatively recent thing, and they yeah. wanted to say, look, movies. But also, she wanted to say, like, oh, dinosaurs old and extinct, like me, right? Mm-hmm. But come on, it holla- like it should have been an army of robotic presidents, or like. <laughs> Deadly Arbor Day trees or she something. Rented them from uh, Poison Ivy. Yeah. Like, just some something holiday themed. I mean, like, le- let's be real. Her, her, she never really stuck to her, her gimmick that great, if we're being honest. But it's such a broad gimmick. Mm-hmm. There are so many holidays and there are so many flimsy things you could tie into a holiday. Like, at one point, uh, when she's doing the fall themed thing, mm-hmm. she's wearing candy corn shaped earrings. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. That was so good. Which she throws at someone, and uh, what I wrote down was, uh, this is finally the the only good use for candy corn, mm-hmm. poisoning people. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
but again, it's flimsy, mm-hmm. but it still it still holds up. She throws a fucking Uncle Sam hat at people. <laughs> like it's all it, there's so much room for for bullshit there. No, it and, really feels like okay, I'm gonna make things explode and I'm gonna wrap people in stuff. I think I can work with that. I mean, that's fine, whatever. Like she probably got a whole bunch of generic exploding things and wrapping things mm-hmm. and then just painted them to look like holidays. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Oh, whatever. she had her Chippendales dancers uh, paint them like holidays. You were great to call that out also. That is an excellent, just like fucking beefcake. I love that so much. Just like, just pants and a bow tie and that's mm-hmm. it. You get the uh, Batman versus Fabio fight you've always wanted to see. I have always wanted to see that. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the dinosaur thing f- to me felt like, like, the the writers getting together and saying, "Okay, we get to do one final season of this show. Mm-hmm. What's all the Batman stuff we always wanted to get to? Well, there's a dinosaur in the cave. Where did it come from? Yep. And you go down the list, and you're like, well, the Scarecrow wouldn't have a dinosaur. The Joker probably wouldn't have a dinosaur. Well, fuck, I don't know. What if we had Batman just fight dinosaurs? No, no, no. He's not Sergeant Rock. <laughs> I would love just like. Like, after that fight, just Batman going, I'm going to keep this. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. This didn't This didn't hurt the episode for me. I don't care. Sure. But if we want to get a little nitpicky about it, not, not DC Wiki level nitpicky, just a little. Mm-hmm. The dinosaur acted independently. Like, when Barbara hit it, it got mad yep. and attacked her more. And it was supposed to be a robot, and yep. that didn't really. I mean, that stuff me. never jives, but, like, it's so, it's so comic booky. Yeah, again, who cares? Yeah. But like, they did definitely animate it as though it were a living creature because it, it reacted to things and got mad and, yep. and, like, got more fierce as it got angrier. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not how a robot works. I, I, I think the best thing about this whole fight is that by damaging this T-Rex, uh, Batman has ensured that Jurassic Park 3 never gets made in this universe, which makes it already a better universe than our own. <laughs> Well, what about the subsequent, like the the dinosaurs versus Chris Pratt, whatever they call those? Oh ones. God, yeah. The well, by then the CGI. There's nothing we can really do to stop that. So I guess unless the it, Riddler traps the crew inside the computers. So it's like, uh, oh, those are Jurassic World, right? Yes. So presumably the ones after that will be called Jurassic Galaxy or Jurassic Universe. Right. No, I'm going with the Mario. Yeah, that makes convention. sense. But Jurassic with a quick Odyssey spinoff to uh, Dr. G- Dinosaur. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, man. I saw a thing on uh, Tumblr. You might have seen this as mm. well, because there's not many people left on Tumblr. That's no, just we, us. We retumble a lot of each other's stuff. But it was a um, paleontologist trying to interpret what... Um, they weren't, like, nitpicking mm-hmm. fictional dinosaurs. That They're like, if you do this, you're out of the group. Like, it's not... Don't talk about how it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You have to stay within the fictional world. But, like, they were talking about different fictional dinosaurs and what species they might be, uh-huh. like Dino from the Flintstones or whatever. and like Or, know. like, Godzilla or whatever. Yeah, and they were talking about uh, Yoshi and oh. all the different evidence of what kind of dinosaur Yoshi should be. And what they decided was it's actually got exactly the proportions and it's actually a good representation of whatever species this is. I don't remember. He just needs to have feathers and, like... Okay, we didn't know about that back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. but the next version of Yoshi needs to have feathers, and then he will he will be exactly what we think this kind of dinosaur looked like. That's really cool, actually. Like, same size, same proportions, the head's the same, you know, all the all these details. Oh, my God, it's I love good. that. Yeah. So, that was, but what about was the so tongue much fun pooping out shells? Um, I think they actually talked about that. That's super interesting. I gotta look that up. That's super interesting. Yeah, it's, and, and this was a... If I remember, I might be remembering a little wrong, but it was like a summation of a Reddit group. Like it was, it was a much bigger conversation that we were only reading a little sure. bit of. And I, what I love is that academics will use their knowledge not to just do that Neil deGrasse Tyson thing where you pick something apart uh-huh. and make it less fun, but instead embrace the weirdness and and use your science to make it more fun. Yeah, I I always like that more than well, this could never happen. I know. Shut I up. Happened. I happened to watch uh, Disney's The Black Hole recently, uh-huh. which, by the way, not a good movie. Um, good, good. I assumed that, but it's nice to know for sure. Got some good robots. That's about those it. Those are good robots, yeah. I had and, a book about and, those robots. And, yeah, a lot. that was a lot of what we talked about when we watched it was like how a lot of us had merch related to mm-hmm. that movie because it's a Disney movie, so it had storybooks and toys and yeah. shit. But like, because the movie itself didn't do very well. 
like nobody saw the movie, but everyone's sort of aware of images from the movie. Yeah. Maybe you read a comic of it or at a yard th- sale you found one of the robots or something. I think you my know? mom got one of the, like the little golden books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was Disney, so they yeah. had tons of stuff. But um uh Neil deGrasse Tyson, who, by the way, creepy piece of shit. But yeah, it turns out like but you know, he goes around talking about how movies are inaccurate or whatever and he said that movie is the most scientifically inaccurate movie ever made and i did think that was pretty funny (laughs) this isn't you don't did you even open like the encyclopedia on what a black hole is this is nothing no we're disney we don't have to they did have a pretty good the main guy was gradually turning this isn't in the story just Mm -hmm. visually turning into a dracula over the course of the like, when you first see him, he looks like a homeless dude, and by the end, he just looks like straight-up Emperor of the Draculas. You don't understand. I'm going to hide us all in... Wait, that's French. Play. <laughs> yeah, like, Hang on. I matches to... Malone is not a... Uh, uh... I am a space vampire. How you say, creature of the night. I will hide in the black hole where no sun can get me. Not even light can escape, so the sun will never harm me. But how will I activate my matches? <laughs> the sauce of my power. Oh, there was time now. <laughs> Did we just write a uh, really stupid Twilight Zone? Episode? I think we wrote the best Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this was almost my bad thing. Uh-huh. How the fuck? How in the living absolute fuck do you have a character named Donna Day mm-hmm. who does not end up being Calendar Girl? Yeah. Donna Day. It's alliterative. It's got the word day in it. Mm-hmm. That's a home run, guys. Come on. Meanwhile, she doesn't have a calendar-based name at all, as far mm. as I can tell. No, her name is Paige. Yeah. Oh, Which, fuck. Okay, yeah. Page, page of a calendar. That yeah. is a common expression. All right. But Donna Day is so much better. The, mm-hmm. the alliteration is really what sells it, because everyone's got that. Come yeah. on. So that, that was a little disappointing. But uh, all right. What else? Anything? I think that's it. Oh, when the dinosaur showed up, I could not resist uh, quoting Crack Stuntman. <laughs> this would be a good place for a dinosaur or casino to happen. <laughs> uh, don't play with too many knives. Kids, don't play with... Oh, this is a thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to cut off your important Oh, rap. yeah, it was so important. <laughs> it's called an important rap song. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there's a very grafted-on subplot of... Mm. Uh, at at uh, Wayne Enterprises, there's a dude who's being forced into retirement because yeah. he's 65. And I get what they're going for. It's not a bad idea to mirror Bruce, like give Bruce an extra reason to be sympathetic mm-hmm. with the villain, to say, this is how we treat people who are aging. But first of all, the focus of the episode when it worked best was on what we do to women. Yeah. And this was an old dude. I I get you wanting to cover a lot of ground there, but I feel like you know, stronger focus on one specific thing mm-hmm. would have been better. But second, this this was kind of out of nowhere as a character we'd never met before. We'll never yeah. see again. Um, also, it's sort of illustrated to me, like, I know this is a situation some people are in. I know they feel bad about being pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. I get that. But also, as as we become radicalized against uh, capitalism, I mean, I, I, I'm saying you and I, I don't know. We, I audience. mean, between the two of us are, yes, radicalized against capitalism. The idea of Oh, also, you're 65, but still, you can't rest. You have to work until you die. Yep. It's just like, this is a reward? I don't, I, like, I... Th- like, I, retirement I, has always been, to me, sort of like a, oh, good, and then you finally get to not do this anymore. Yeah. I, like, and they'll it, pay you. It feels like it's more like, well, what do you want to do? Like... No, I know. And if it, you want to retire, fine. Like, but it, it definitely just, like, um, I don't know. I mean, you know me. I like to work, but yeah. I like to... Do my own work, not yeah. That's the thing. Else. At sixty-five, I'd like to work on my own projects. Thank you. Yeah, even if like, those I'd projects like to... are finally beating Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> You're gonna say finally beating Superman? Like, wait a minute. Yes. Finally. I mean, look, I love you like a brother, and I think you are actually a much better performer than you think you are. But mm-hmm. I don't think you'd make a very good Lex Luthor. Oh Lord, I'd have to shave my hair. I spent so much time growing out my hair. You have lovely curls. I do. I mean, you could just do the Gene Hackman thing and say, no, it's a wig. I'm I'm bald. Uh-huh. <laughs> it worked for What's-His-Face, too. Jesse no. Eisen's no. face. No, sorry. Nothing worked for in that movie. <laughs> Nothing worked for anyone. Uh, 
None I refuse to acknowledge that. Yeah. Oh, hey, as we record this, the uh, the Snyder Cut is uh, now available, by the way. Ugh. I will not be watching the Snyder Cut. I think if a generous patron wanted to give us at least five figures, at least $10,000. It's four hours. Like, we better okay, be getting At least $50,000 then. And also, I'm not reviewing it. We're fucking doing a commentary track so that we can just talk over the whole thing. Like, Oh, yes. So we can be done yeah. in the four hours. We I'm not dwelling on plus this shit either. Plus prep, plus yeah. recording. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you give us, say, $50,000 that we can split between us. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll absolutely do that. Yeah. Otherwise, absolutely not. Yeah. Fuck me. Ugh. No, no one has asked, to be clear. But in case we weren't clear that, like, we like DC stuff, but mm-hmm. we don't, we're not interested in that. <laughs> I am morbidly curious to see, like, screen caps and gift sets and, like, the discourse, but yeah. I don't want to have to watch it. No. I, I did, I watched Batman v Superman for Brian's po- podcast uh, bonus mm-hmm. material. Uh, and that's enough. Like, yeah, no. The other night on social media, a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. was watching that movie, and we were all trying to stop him. It's like, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah, there's so many good movies that you probably haven't seen. He was coming from. He wanted to give it a fair chance. He didn't want to just hate without having seen it. And I appreciate that. But <sighs> you and I have both seen that movie. It is garbage. Yeah, no. I tried that shit with Man of Steel, and I turned it off in like 20 minutes. That shit's yeah. bad. And if you, then you kind of have a good, okay, that's what this director yeah. wants from superheroes, so I'm not interested. That's, I get it. Now. Like, I've, see, I've seen a couple yeah. of visionary directors, Zack Snyder's movies. I didn't even hate all of them. But, like, I get what's happening. Once he got his hooks into the DC universe, though, I'm, yeah. just, I'm not interested. Yeah. And it, do, it goes on like that. Like, he doesn't get another chance unless I get an indication that something very different is happening. Yeah. Plus all the right. fact that he's making Atlas Shrugged as a movie tips me off that he's probably not a great dude. I don't know. It might just be a paycheck. Who knows? I suppose. I mean, if he believes in the source material, then Ugh. that's unfortunate. Is he really doing that? I think so, yeah. That's what I've been hearing. Like, he's been trying to get an Atlas Shrug movie off the ground. Because my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. about that, about that that whole story, everything, is that they, they made one. Mm-hmm. They made, well, it was going to be three because it's a huge book. Yeah. And they could not get, uh, the like, the studio or whoever was funding them cut them off. So they crowdsourced, like they they kickstarted mm-hmm. the next one. That is the least Ayn Rand thing you that there can be. Are not kidding. Like They're, they they collectively sourced, like socialize, like they 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 turned their mm-hmm. uh, movie into socialism. Yep. To do an anti-socialist statement, and that that was almost as good as Terry Gilliam's never going to make his uh, Don Quixote movie in in terms of of pure irony. Yep. <sighs> Loved it so much. Your movie right. failed on its own merits. Isn't that the entire point of Randyism? Yeah. The market has spoken. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, uh, but not about this. Shut up. Oh boy. We didn't finish it yet. <laughs> I don't know. Even when I was an insufferable kid who for five minutes thought I might agree with some of that stuff, I couldn't get through that book. Ugh. It's too long. Yeah. Like, it's insufferable also, but also it's like a thousand pages. And... It's bad. It's the worst thing. It's bad and there's a lot of it. <laughs> Like, if you want to get a, a read on Ayn Rand, like, read um, uh, uh, The Fountainhead. It's yeah. basically the same ideas and much shorter. You'll still hate it, mm-hmm. but it'll be over quicker. Or listen to John Hodgman pretend to be her on that uh, Paul F. Tompkins podcast. Yes, that was, I mean, you know, of course, that's that's the best one. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else? I think we're about as off topic as we can get at this point. <laughs> I don't, I, I, look, we've already talked about the episodes. Sure. I embrace this. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, well, that's all for this time. What do we got next time? Next time is scrolling up. Oh. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Okay, well. Do you know what this first one is? Yeah, this is widely believed to be the worst episode of the series. Uh, what is it? Uh, that is Critters, which I believe is Batman versus Giant Farm Animals. It is. It's written by your boy, Joe R. Lansdale. It sure is. Oh, boy. And our good friend, Evelyn, who has appeared on the show once already. Mm-hmm is a fan of that episode and specifically requested that she be here for that. So sure. she will be joining us next time because she enjoys it, I think, on its own campy merits. Mm-hmm. And also and we'll, Cult of the Cat, which I assume is a Catwoman episode. I don't know. We've been burned a few times That's now. That's true. Might be, but who knows? All right. Well, that's all for this time. Um, 
if you want to write to us, we are coming near the end of the series, which means we'll be doing a mail episode mm-hmm. soon. And we don't have a ton of mail to answer yet, so uh, it's Kids Love Batman, Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Uh, and the website is kidslovebatman.com. Mm-hmm. And that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.